0: Listener production.
1: Welcome back to episode 140 of the Howie Games Part B, featuring Olympic swimming champion Kate Campbell. Kate and her sister Bronte's super book, Sister Secrets, is out now. Sister Secrets. Please check it out. On we go. So you've carried the flag, you've gone back to the village and the first event for you, is it the relay?
2: Yes, yes, it is the relay, and I'm really lucky in that I have the option of just swimming the final of yes. that relay. So I have a full 36 hours to recover uh, after my flag-bearer duties, mm. um, which, which is really important. And, uh, of course, the, the heats are at night and the finals are the following morning, so uh, I, I don't race until the morning of the 25th of July which actually um, in a really beautiful, serendipitous way uh, is the exact anniversary of when I first met my coach Simon 20 years to the day. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. So on on the final that, uh, you know, me and Bronte and Emma and Meg got up and won an Olympic gold medal together uh, is the exact anniversary of when I met Simon. So that race itself Another Olympic
1: gold medal for you in a team environment, how are you feeling about your Olympic campaign after everything you've detailed to get to that point whether you thought you could actually get through the trials and get to the Olympics? What is it like touching the wall and you're an Olympic medalist yet again?
2: This one was actually probably the most surreal and still the the medal that I'm like, oh did that actually happen? Because it was my first experience of a no-crowd situation, so walking out and it being completely silent. And it was completely silent in in the stadium at that point because there were no swimmers in the stands pretty much because everyone's still competing, so everyone's off preparing for their own races.
1: Here we go, stroke for stroke. The great Australian, she carried the flag at the opening ceremony of these Olympic Games, the spiritual leader of this team for so long. Can she anchor the real team for gold fighting back hard as Weitzel not much between them they hit it yes gold for Australia what a swim Olympic
2: record Kate Campbell gets it done and yeah we we hit the wall and we were so far in front and we'd won the gold medal and broken a world record and There was just this silence, (laughs) and I mean, I I could hear the the girls cheering, and um, that was exciting. But we kind of got out of the pool, and as we were walking back to collect our stuff, we're like, "Is this it? Did did this actually happen? (laughs) Like, is this real?" Um, But after after that, I I think that the momentum. Kind of ca- carried you through and, and and made up for that lack of atmosphere, but that is definitely the race that I think we all just kind of looked at each other and thought, "What's happened? Is is this actually real?"
1: And it got the whole Olympic campaign. They talk about momentum. You've been in the team. Whether there is momentum and that can spill into the swim team and then seem to spill into the entire Australian Olympic team. Can you feel that? Is that a thing?
2: Yeah, it's it's something that's really intangible that is really hard to replicate, I, I'd say. You know, you, you, it's one of those things that you can try and get, but unless it happens naturally, uh, it, it's not quite the same. It's not something that you can manufacture. And, I, I look, I think that... Uh, Quite a few things went into that. Uh, I think that uh, we've done a lot of work on the Australian swim team culture over the past couple of years, and uh, it's something that I'm incredibly proud of, this, this atmosphere that we've been able to create. But then I think that adversity, it has this ability to draw people together And we all went through some form of adversity uh, to to get there. And it was a shared adversity. You know, lots of people have their own personal Mm. struggles, but the fact that we had all faced this one same thing together, uh, yes, it had affected us in different ways and to varying degrees, but in some way we could all understand each other's struggle. And then... That spilled out and extended to the broader Australian Olympic team as well, obviously, because all the athletes from all the different sports had gone through the same thing. So it had, I think there were like lots of different varying degrees to it, but all up, it just made such a wonderful experience. It honestly was. It was just a joy to be a part of. And it was a joy to to witness, you know, so many people uh, achieving their dreams. But it was also uh, great to see people who didn't perform well, who were still welcomed back into the team and still valued and uh, still felt like they could contribute, even if it wasn't through a gold medal or a personal best or something like that.
1: You could just see, you could almost feel that team atmosphere coming through the telly from the other side of the world. There's something I've never asked you but always fascinated me, Kate. How do you keep a lid on it? Because you do the post-race interview, you've won a gold medal, and we're jumping around on the couch, but we don't have to go and do the cool-down swim and start mentally shifting forward to the next race. How do you win an Olympic gold medal <laughs> and tell yourself, hang on, let's just uh, let's take it one race at a time in 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 footy parlance, one game at a time?
2: Yeah, Um, I think that it's it's important to to let yourself feel a, a few emotions uh, because then you can kind of get it out of your system. So I kind of give myself a, a time and that's usually where when I go back and um, I see whoever's in, in the team environment, uh, sort of a, a, at our team area, uh, I see Simon, uh, I, I might speak to a, a loved one or two and then I'm like, all right. Cool. It's done pretty much from from the time that I get changed out of my racing suit into my training swimmers to, to go and have a warm down. Um, I grab grab my recovery shake and I go and I get ready. And by the time I'm ready for warm down, it's it's game face back on hmm. again. And and you know probably having that routine is really helpful. That that and I can embrace the emotions while I'm like up and about and chatting to people. Um, in fact, after. <laughs> After I I won bronze in in the 100 metre freestyle, uh, so many people came and were trying to talk to me. That one I was way more emotional uh, after and they kept on trying to talk to me during warm down and they'd come over and be like and start and say, Kate, I'd be like, wait, I'm just going to stop you there. (laughs) I want to say thank you for whatever you're going to say. But if you keep talking, I will start crying again, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> so, I like kind of draw a line in the sand, and I give myself time to experience the emotions, and then and then it's like put a lid on it, and part of that is don't talk about it, pretend like it didn't happen. <laughs> we will get,
1: we will get to the hundred in a moment, but as a return guest on this show, you know that my kids ask questions of the guests. Yes. You've had a question from the Penguin before. You now get a second question from my nine-year-old Mac, otherwise known as the Big Penguin. Are you ready, Kate Campbell?
2: I'm ready. Hey, Kate, Big Penguin First off, you're my favourite swimmer.
1: I loved watching you when you brought home the gold medal in the relay for the Aussies. I saw those gold medals that you won and the bronze. They look so big and heavy. Did they have much riding on the back and the front? Were they like really, really, really heavy? Were they they the biggest medals you've ever won? fascinated by the medals the young man throughout the entire games. He, he, he wanted more tight <laughs> shots and close-ups because he wanted to know if they had stuff on them, what they weighed, etc. He's fascinated by this.
2: Oh, thank you, Big Penguin. I'm so glad that you enjoyed watching all the swimming. Um, yes, they are the biggest and the heaviest medals so far. So you are correct. They look right. the biggest and the heaviest, and they are. They come in at 560 grams. Wow. Um, I can give you... A little bit of a demonstration. Oh, please do. Okay. Oh, this is
1: exciting. You Are ready you...
2: for some Olympic trivia?
1: I like that you've just got your medals just in your hotel room in quarantine just to be reached. Okay, yep. fire
2: away. Yep. What do you got for me? All right, so biggest and heaviest so far if you look at the front of the olympic medal there is a figurine and she looks like she's got a goddess and she's got wings and she is nike and she's the greek goddess of victory Uh Um, and she features on the front of all olympic medals uh Uh, this same design has been on the front of olympic medals since 2004 before then so sydney (laughs) and earlier was slightly different design but all feature nike and all have like an olympic stadium or podium in the background along the top it says that it's the 30 second olympiad and it's held in tokyo on the back the host country can do whatever they want on the back so tokyo just kind of put the tokyo emblem um, on it and then on the rim so you kind of flip it so on the rim of the the medal it's engraved with your event so there you go all
1: right thank you for the description and showing of the medal the big penguin will be pumped with that okay in your words the 100 meter freestyle an event synonymous with you. We've talked about it in the previous episode. We started with this episode, all the work you have done to try and bring yourself to a level of best performance when you get to it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How are you feeling once you've made your way through to the final and the day begins?
2: You know, it's it, it's actually really surprising, but I just felt this, sense of calm like it was it was almost like whatever will be will be and I was just so at peace with whatever outcome there was uh and and with that piece came just a real clarity around what I needed to do for that best execution and what that looked like and what that was going to feel like uh in the water it was almost like I I um could step into the race uh, of of how I wanted to swim it and and what that felt like not not what the result was going to be but how I wanted to feel in 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 that race and um yeah it was it was and it's not that I wasn't nervous. I absolutely was. Uh, and nerves are completely normal and uh, a really big part of, of racing. And it's it's why we love it. You you, you feel so alive in that moment. Uh, but it was it it was a sense that whatever happened, I was going to be okay, and I was going to go and do this thing that. I had wanted to do four years previously. Um yeah, it's it, it's weird. I, I don't often get these like it's almost like a premonition, but it's not. It's, it's just like a, a sense before a race. And and I don't often get them. Um and, and I have a, a few a few other times in, in my life. And it was it was such a relief, actually. <laughs> So I was really scared that I was going to just be freaking out. Um, so it, it was—it felt really good.
0: Kate Campbell, we've been following her journey for so long and to see her here at her fourth Olympic Games, that elusive gold medal for the individual 100 freestyle, whoa, that's the most serious we've seen Kate Campbell, focused, determined. So that
1: description, and people can go back and listen to your description of Rio, and then earlier on the episode you talked about the fact that you were struggling With your mental health. Hmm. So, regardless of where you come in that race, that description to me means you've won.
2: Yeah, and I tell you what, honestly, when I hit the wall, um I knew that I had executed my best race. Like I and I knew that I hadn't won because I was right next to Emma and I could see her out of the corner of my eye and I knew that she'd won.
1: It is the Australians right up on the pace and the world record line. Emma McKeon in front, Kate coming at her, Kate tiring
0: just a little. Emma's in front. Can she hang on? Can she do it? Yes, she
2: has. The gold medal comes, an Olympic record. This one all on her own. But I hit the wall and I just thought, I've done it. That was it. And I had this this real sense of relief because it didn't matter what I turned around and saw on the scoreboard. And so I, I can, like, just remember turning around and just being like, I'm OK with whatever's up there. And then seeing that I'd come third and, and, and had won a medal, it was... Um, it was just, it was so exciting. And I honestly, I know that it was a bronze medal around my neck, but I honestly felt like that was a gold medal performance. Australia, Kate Campbell. What a moment for Kate, being able to come back from what she's described as a disappointing swim in Rio and to be able to be up on this dais. Um, it's a
1: proud moment for her and shows the resilience to be able to get back out there
2: I have two gold medals from, from this Olympic Games, but that bronze medal to me is is more precious than, than those other two.
1: Which is so, so wonderful to hear. And uh, I sat down to watch your race and it sounds ridiculous to say, but I was nervous on the couch. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous, but knowing what you'd been through and and the pressure you'd put on yourself and the external pressure five years earlier and then going through the COVID situation, I remember thinking, it's, I know it sounds corny, but I remember thinking, I don't care where Kate comes here. I just want to see her get out of the pool with a smile on her face. And I saw your smile and I remember thinking, I actually rewound it a couple of times and looked at it and think, is this genuine? Is is this a mask or is this genuine? And it looked genuine to me. And now that you've told me it was genuine, it's bloody fantastic, Kate Campbell.
2: Oh, thank you. Yeah. I just, honestly, even just thinking about it now makes me smile. And to be honest, and I'm so happy for Emma, you know, uh, she's she was an Olympic champion in that race and swam phenomenally the whole week. And, to be able to share a podium with her, I was standing on, on the third uh, medal dice, but there was still a, an Australian national anthem ringing throughout the stadium. Uh, it, it, was, it was really, really special.
1: Plenty more of Kate still to come. Back on episode 60 of the show, we featured another Olympic gold medalist in the pool, the champ, Lisa Jones, another athlete with the strength to talk about the impact of mental health in her competitive days.
0: I didn't realise it was even happening to me until I was just in this fog that I couldn't get out of and obviously looking back now it's depression and I always think about depression as like this fog that settles into a city. You know when you see Brisbane on the TV and it's got the city skyline but there's all fog that sits underneath it? I kind of feel like it's that because underneath it's grey and really dark and you can't see two metres, you can't see the car driving in front of you But on top of it, if you stand at Mount Cootha, it's actually sunny and it's beautiful on top. It's actually a lovely day. But you get caught in this like really dark and you can't get out of it. And I started to fall into that. And I'm usually a pretty happy person. I'm Mm. usually pretty good and pretty chatty. And I wasn't myself. I just turned into this person that was crying all the time. And I was like, I don't want to train. I don't want to do this. I didn't. We are in Sierra Nevada in Spain and beautiful. Like if I went there now, it'd be the most glorious place. I felt like I was in prison, like I was just stuck in my own thoughts and this whirlwind of like fog and I can't break out of it and just couldn't work. And I was like, the only way I see out of this is to take my own life because I couldn't see a clear day ahead.
1: That is Lethal Jones on episode 60 of the show. Let's get back to Kate. Then we get to the medley, which is one of the swims of the meet. Um, you dive in last on the freestyle, just behind the Americans. Is it
2: Weitzel? Yes, yes, Abby.
1: Yeah. It's in the final changeover. It's Australia
2: and the United States neck and neck.
1: Now this is a big 100 meters. Probably mm-hmm. my favorite 100 meters of the whole event.
2: <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Um, to, to be honest, uh, I say that I'm incredibly proud of that bronze medal. But actually, I, I am also really proud of, of that team performance as well. Um, I we'd swum the the 50 meters just earlier, um, about 30 minutes before, and while I couldn't fault my execution, I was like really bitterly disappointed with the placing. Um, it was it, it was one of those things where I hit the wall. I knew that I'd done everything right, but you turned around and I was like, oh that hurts a bit, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, and again, it it doesn't matter whether you've won or lost, you've got to be professional. So walk to the... the warm down pool, take deep breaths. Um, I will say that the coaches who were there were really fantastic because they were all there congratulating Emma because she'd obviously just won. So I was, I was happy for her. Um, but then they also recognized me, which was really good because often, uh, people don't know what to do with someone who hasn't performed as well, but they, they all gave, gave me a fist pump, a pat on the back. Um, and from there, it was just about refocusing, getting my emotions back down and, um, I dove into the pool and just gave myself a really big pep talk, pretty much um, saying, <laughs> saying um, like, this is, this is where it really counts. This is where you actually show what you're made of is, is when you've had a, a, a result that hasn't gone your way or you're disappointed with something. And this is where you have, this is where you show how strong you are. Like it's, it's not about who, has a gold medal, even though, of course, I desperately wanted one. It's not about that. It's about who can stand up and go again. Um, Because when you have the momentum with you and and when things are going great, it's really easy to perform well. But it's hard to do that when you have to get yourself into that state. So um, pretty much my my theme song for the whole Olympics um, was I Am Woman, Hear Me Roar. And I just... like. (laughs) I, like all, that. It's, uh, I could I could sing it from like beginning to end and all the lyrics are just so on point and I was so I just like played it over and over in my head and like it's <laughs> like here we go we're gonna do it like I'm not a novice anymore um like I'm strong but it's a wisdom born of pain I was like yes I My suit, and by the time we, we got into got into the call room, and I got with the rest of the girls, I was like, "Okay, you've had enough. Like, enough with the pity party. Let's go. Let's do this." Um, and we knew it was going to be really tight. So yes. uh, we, we 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 knew that between the Americans and the Canadians, uh, it was going to be really, really tight. But the girls before me just did such a phenomenal job. Um, everyone swam like to to their absolute capacity, and. To be honest, I, I didn't know how close we were with, with the Americans. Um, they were a, a lane over. But I knew that if w- we wanted the, the best possible result for this relay team, I was really going to have to push that change over.
1: So talk me through the changeover because obviously you stuff it up, you throw away the whole thing and uh, your front page headlines the next day. Campbell stuffs at Australian metal relay gone up in smoke. Is it is it instinct? Is it timing? Is it experience? Is it a combination? Like what are you looking for?
2: Yeah, it, it's it's a combination of everything. So for, for those who are a little bit confused, uh, a relay changeover is the time that it takes for the swimmer in the water to touch the wall and for you to leave the block. So you can start moving before that swimmer has touched the wall, but you're like toe has to be on the block at the point where their hand touches the wall. So there has to be a little crossover time. Otherwise you've left early and the whole team is disqualified Um, because otherwise, if there wasn't that rule, You'd, the next swimmer would start to dive in the water when they had yep. 25 metres left to swim, you know. Um, so relay changeovers is something that Australia has really focused on for, for a long time uh, because if you can get that that changeover time down to as small as possible, you pick up tenths of a second. Um, and I think the, the combined changeover time for the Australians uh, was... 0.49 of a second between all three of us okay. um, and for the Americans it was 1.3. So right. we gained 0.7 of a second on them just because we were really good with our changeovers. So, um, so that's
1: yeah. so you're averaging 0.15, 0.16. Yes. So it's 15 one hundredths of a second yeah. that is deciding whether you've nailed it or whether you have been disqualified. Gee, it's a tight margin, isn't it?
2: It's it's very tight, and uh, it's so the, the the other girls I think averaged point sort of in in the point two range. So so two tenths of a second, um, and I was zero point zero four. So there were four one hundredths of a second separating Emma's hand touching the wall and my feet leaving the blocks. Did you have a moment where I thought, have I gone too early here? I I had a moment as soon as I dove in the pool where I thought I might have just got us disqualified. And um, you wouldn't
1: know till you complete your swim, yeah?
2: And and you wouldn't know. Look, I knew it was fast, but I also knew that it had to be fast. Yes. If we were going to be competitive in this event, it had to be fast. And it's, it's actually... It, it's in those times of pressure that I feel all that experience come to the fore. It just, my brain switches off and I've practiced and I've changed off Emma so many times. I've done so many relay changeovers in my life. So my changeover in the freestyle relay when we were three body lengths in front was 0.2 of a second. And I knew it didn't need to be any faster than that. Like any faster than that is unnecessarily risky.
1: And now you've gone 0.04.
2: And I've gone 0.04. But in this race I knew that it had to be risky because we weren't three body lengths in front. We were just a little bit behind. So
1: you swim her down. And it's extraordinary. And Thorpey's going off his chops and Basil's going <laughs> off his chops. I'm sure you've watched back and listened back and um, a, a, and I hope you have. Have you?
2: It's the grandstand
1: finish. Kate Campbell just beginning to impose herself on the Americans.
0: Abby Whitesell is doing everything she can. They are stroke for stroke for the gold in the final event of the women's program. There's nothing in it between Australia and the States. Australia 13 one hundredth of a
1: second in front of the Americans with bronze going to Canada just holding off China. What a finish and what a end to a magnificent week of swimming for
2: the Australian women.
0: Oh they're loving this. Kate realizes how close it was. 13 100 hundredths of a second separating
2: gold and silver. No, no. I actually don't often listen to to the commentators. I, I look at the results that they're, they're filmed by a sports scientists, and so I, I watch my swims with like no commentary, with all the stats that come up. But I, I haven't actually watched the the broadcasts. So, but maybe that, I'll make that, an that, exception for this one.
1: Well, that flattens <laughs> me a little as a sports commentator. That if uh, Sorry, mate. <laughs> if I was commentating, assuming you wouldn't be listening now, but I get that if I was commentating, assuming I wouldn't want to listen either. So when you touch the wall. Is there, is, there, is there we've won or I think we've won but I need to find or it's nah, we're good?
2: So I, I touched my thir- my first thought when I dove in the water was, jeez, we might have been disqualified. Then it's just park that. I literally had thought, well, oh, well, doesn't make a difference now. Like, yep. let's just go. Um, I touched the wall. I honestly didn't expect that we would win. I, I really thought that we were fighting for a silver or a bronze against uh, Canada. Um, we've won, the girls are going crazy. I kind of just go, what? And then I just think, you just need to wait until the results are official. So you need to wait until everyone's finished and the official results come scroll. and scroll. And the girls are going crazy and I reach up and I'm just like, girls, girls, just wait, just wait. I might have got us disqualified. You said that. (laughs) I said that. I was like, just just wait. Like, just wait. (laughs) And then I was like, just wait for the results to be official. We might be disqualified. Um, And then sort of within 20, 30 seconds, which felt like an age to me, I was was just like, come on, come on, come up. And then it came up. And then I... You know, could properly celebrate and and really embrace what we'd just done. Um, and then in my head, I was like, maybe I overreacted. Maybe it wasn't that close. But then once we got the race analysis, I was like, no, nah, it was that close.
1: <laughs> a great untold Olympic story. I, I love it. So four Olympics now, swag of medals. This is not the retirement question that you'll be facing, but are you? After Rio five years ago and the conversation we had and how you felt about your swimming career, is it enough now? I'm not asking you if you're retiring. Mm. I'm asking you with what you've done, is it enough? Can you look at it and think, yes, this is what I wanted to achieve?
2: To be honest, I think that I found peace with it was enough before I went into Tokyo and I think that that's why I was able to keep pushing and overcome everything that that was thrown at me and still come away with those performances and, and still have best execution on the day. I think that I had come to terms with it was enough and that I didn't have to keep swimming, but I wanted to. Um, hmm. And so I think that... For my next move uh, and, and moving forwards, I need to continue to make sure that that's the case because, Howie, I just get sucked back in. Literally, as soon as I exited the pool after that relay, I was like, right, all right, what does next prep look like? Where do I need to go? What do I need to improve? And I was like, whoa, 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 okay. Like, you just need to take a step back. Um, it, it's almost like an addiction for me, uh, <laughs> that that high Um. And, and that and that feeling of, of accomplishment, but I need to make sure that I'm still in it because I love it and not because I'm afraid that I can't do anything else. So I'm trying to be really smart and explore life outside of the pool, um, what I can do, what I can't do, what I like to do, what I don't like to do. Um, finally, take people up on all their offers um, to help me out so that if I do continue swimming on, uh, that I, I know that I'm doing it out of love and not out of fear that I can't do
1: anything else. You strike me as a person that will be able to do anything they wish. And you I say mean that, that
2: no, but well, I haven't I, tried anything else. Yeah,
1: no, <laughs> I know, but the lessons you have learned will hold you in good stead, obviously. But are you prepared to, as you brought it up, and I didn't, and it's, mm. a, it's, a, it's a deeply personal question, Kate, mm. but are you confident you won't end up back in the place you were prior to Tokyo or are you prepared that that could happen again? Um,
2: I think that if life over the past 18 months has taught us anything is that you can never know.
0: Mm, no, you can yes, never know. Yeah.
2: And and you just, I never wanna be someone who who doesn't try. Um, if I can be accused of anything, and I, look, it's been my whole life, but I'm just, I'm just to try hard. I just try really hard. Um, <laughs> and, and so in some ways it, 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 holds me in good stead and sometimes it's, it's got me into trouble. Um, but I, when, when you're going through a bad time in your life, The way that I see it is that you've got no other option than to keep going because life just keeps going. That's just the way it is. So um, there's something comforting in that. There's something really heartless and callous about it. But uh, I I, I don't know what the future holds, but I know that every time I overcome something that if you told me this is gonna happen to you, um, I'd say I wouldn't be able to do that, but then you do. And so that gives me confidence that if I face something that I never thought I'd be in a situation that I never thought I would find myself in, it's like, well, you've you've come through situations that you've never thought that you were going to be in before. So, yeah, there's something kind of comforting in that.
1: And what have you learned to sort of tie a, a bow on this whole conversation? What have you learned in the last year to year and a half about mental health?
2: Um. That it's it's not a weakness that it happens to everyone. Um, mm-hmm. I think yeah I think like I said at the top of the show, I never I never thought less of anyone who was struggling with mental health until I thought less of myself. I and mean, I never never judged someone who was going through mental health until I judged myself. And that's been a really big lesson for me. Um, it, it's made me re-examine things um, and I'm, I'm going to be more, more compassionate um, and, and that it's, we don't judge someone if, if they slip over and sprain their ankle, but for whatever reason we judge someone for going through a really hard time and, and, and their brain is, is struggling to cope with it. And we all have different strengths and weaknesses, you know, For for some people, and I think that's what I struggled with, was I I was just like some people manage the situation and they're fine. That must mean they're better or they're stronger than me. But maybe they have areas of deficiency that I have strength Mm -hmm. in um, or maybe they're going through the same thing and we're just not talking about it.
1: Uh, I think that's the point is... We sort of had this discussion, I've had it a few times recently, that people, you look at people in the public eye and you think they're bulletproof. And when you <laughs> find out they're not, um, as you've been courageous enough to explain in this particular conversation, it shows the rest of us that it's okay to reach out and you don't have to be perfect and you don't have to be bulletproof along those lines. I, I haven't gone back to listen to what your answer was to this on your initial episode that you did with you and the superstar Bronte, where well, mm-hmm. I flogged you guys in the fantail questions, yeah, you call that or not? Yeah. Um, for those that want to achieve something in their life, I'll go back and listen to what your previous answer was. Whether it's changed or not, I don't know. But for the little folk out there that want to have some joy and success in their life, what is Kate Campbell saying to them?
2: Oh. Look, it'll probably be the same answer because I think it's been the same answer since I was nine years old. Hmm. Uh, find something that you love and that you're good at and then go after it. Uh, the trajectory to success is, is not going to be linear. It's not just going to be straight sailing. There are going to be so many twists and turns. Um, but if you love it, you you can do it and you can get through it. And, um Make sure make sure you, you've you got a good support team around you because you're going to need to lean on them. So, yeah, that would probably be it.
1: I love it. The book is called Sister Secrets. Get a hand on it. Read it yourself. Get your kids to read it. Read it with your kids. Read it to your kids. Um, before we go, just as you were talking about there's a lot of things you haven't tried, can I tell you what I think you would be excellent at?
2: Tell me, please. I'm all ears.
1: I think, and we've had a brief discussion about this before, I think you would be fantastic in the media. I can see you at an Olympics or a Commonwealth Games or an Aussie swim trials down the track being the Liesl Jones or the Ian Thorpe or the Nicole Livingston. And as Thorpey did so well, and Liesl did so well, taking us into the pool and explaining to us what was really going on. I could see you writing about your sport but I could also see you in the media not being confined to your own sport I think you have a lot more to offer than just narrowing in on your area of expertise in the pool but using your knowledge about what it takes to win and what you need to overcome to succeed to expand into all sorts of spots in the media that is where I think you would be outstanding
2: oh thanks i I Honestly, I I look at what you guys do and I feel so intimidated by it because you guys are just so good at it. And I know that it it comes through practice, but I I really appreciate that vote of confidence.
1: But it does come through (laughs) practice because it's not like the first time you had your swimming lessons you were (laughs) going to be an Olympic gold medalist. Now, know. you know, the first time Thorpey went on camera and talked about swimming, he wasn't the Thorpey on camera that you're here talking about swimming now. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, you'll be a star. Kate, thank you so much for coming on the Howie Games, the next chapter. I've loved every moment of it. Stay safe and whatever brings you joy, maybe you'll be doing it really, really soon. Thanks for having a chat.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
1: I tell you what, Kate Campbell is a remarkable athlete. She's a remarkable woman, and I cannot wait to see what she tackles next in her life once her career in the pool comes to a close. Thanks to Kate for being on the show a second time. A privilege for me. hope you guys enjoyed it. Don't forget Kate and Bronte's book, Sister Secrets. The Pickle just read it and absolutely loved it. Sister Secrets. Until next week, with V8 GOAT, Jamie Winkup. Huh. Peace and love.
0: And we can do it if we try, try, try.